You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. It's the Mandatory Samson Podcast coming to you on Christmas Day night. Yeah, it makes sense, Joey, if you think about it, because it's Thursday, it's Christmas, you had Christmas, you did your thing, you did your presents, you ate dinner, and now you're listening to the Mandatory Samson Podcast, because what else would you be doing? This is the place to be. I have the sniffles. I have two great friends sitting with me. I have Joseph, Anthony, Noe the third, and Andrew, Malcolm, Genelosi the fourth. What do you think about that? I like it. You like it? And he's doing the level, so he's not even sitting at the yeah. mic yet. Uh, here he comes. Okay. I'm here. You're here. Nah, that, uh, that's not my middle name, actually. Your middle name isn't Malcolm, and you're not the fourth in line. No, but my middle name does start with an M, though. So really? close. M- An- Andrew, Matthew. Nope. No, that's stupid. Michael. Nope. Oh. M- <laughs> I don't know. What's your middle name? Mark. Mark. Andrew Mark. That's my dad's name. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, there you go. Andrew Mark Genelisi. Boom. Uh, hi guys, welcome to this incredibly weird start to the show. We're happy that you're here. We yeah, are. thank you. Um, Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever else you're celebrating. Uh, we're very excited to be here. I have a little bit of a cold, so if I sound a little nasal or whatever. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, and I feel really uncomfortable, but I was not going to not record this. Listen, we got a pretty good show planned. Uh, we were going to keep it a little lighter which we still are, but two uh, big things came up. One of them, I'm sure a lot of people heard about. One of them, it seems like not a lot of people heard about, and it's something that I really wanted to talk about because it's absolutely fucking crazy. Uh, later in the show, we're gonna. you brought some kind of Christmas list or whatever, Joey? Uh, yes, what do you got? I did, um, I did a little bit of the movies I enjoy for Christmas, uh-huh. and I want to see how you guys feel about that, and I would like to cut down the list to about five movies that I must watch for Christmas. All right, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, and also, very exciting, as you all know, the um, the romantic BDSM novel, Fifty Shades of Grey, is being turned into a movie, and that movie's coming out in February, uh, Valentine's Day, I think. Oh, nice. Uh, so to build a little uh, hype into this thing, we're going to have Joey, starting this week, read excerpts from Fifty Shades of Grey. So oh, stick yeah. around for that. That's going to be extremely erotic and difficult to listen to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got anything to say about that, Andy? No, no I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, too. I, I picked a pretty uh, sexual paragraph as well for Joey to read. So yeah, I heard good. it's all sexual paragraphs in that. Um yeah, after chapter three, it gets uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty hardcore, I guess pretty I would well. say. Um, all right, so do we want to get into something or what? Did you have something that you want to do at the beginning? What What are you doing? No. no. Oh, do you mean? Oh, do you want to open your card? Is that what? You yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I got Chris for Secret Santa, but I wasn't able to come in yesterday because. Oh, and that's one thing I want to complain about. Okay. I can never at my at my other job. I can never ever get somebody to work for me. I was always happy. Now I can't really work for other people that often anymore. Right. But like because uh, my schedule is set. Like if I'm not there, I'm here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Right. Like I don't have any days off. I work seven days a fucking week and so like it's set yeah. but in the beginning when i before i started working here i would cover shifts all the time i would go like like four weeks without having a day off like yeah, four weeks insane. in a row with like three or four doubles mixed in 
So the fact that nobody will help me out, like to this point, is really quite irritating. But anyway, so that I couldn't be here yesterday. And that's when we did our Secret Santa swap, and I got Chris, so I got him a card. And you have to read the card, or else the present won't seem as meaningful, I suppose. Okay. Ooh, nice. All right, let's see what happens. Will you guys talk for a minute while I open this? I'm very jealous I don't have a card. I know, Joey. I know you felt bad about that, but it, was, <laughs> it wasn't It was like I got him a card and there was no Secret Santa background to it. Right, nah, there's I a reason you. why he just happened like, to It's not like that. I just got it. I just was <laughs> like, here, Chris, I don't care about as much about you, Joey. <laughs> um... Okay, well, the front of the card, there's a glass, and it's full of liquid, and uh, a large portion of it, probably like 90% of it, is rum, it says, and then the bottom little bit is eggnog. Okay. So I open the card up. Yeah, it's kind of cooler than... All right, whatever. It What? It looks cool. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, hope your holidays are just the right mix of happy. The Aww. gift card... That's very nice. The gift card was meant to be used at New Wave Cafe... But a bar tab is just fine, too. Merry Christmas, brother, Andrew. Well, thank you, baby. And he gave wow. me a, a nice Visa gift card. I really appreciate that. That's and great. New Wave Cafe is where we go all the yeah. time for lunch. We get our turkey clubs. Yeah, and I went there, and I tried. And Okay, I knew there was no way a gift card was happening at that place. <laughs> right, right. But I was like, maybe gift certificate. Because yeah. diners do gift certificates. Yes. They'll do that for yes. you. I asked him about it. This was last week, I think. And I asked them about it, and they looked at me like I had six heads. Not, <laughs> not even the fact of like, of do we have gift cards, but just over what a gift card even was. <laughs> like they like no idea. And I was like, okay, because I felt because anytime you give somebody like just money, you feel bad. Like it doesn't no, have no, a meaning no. to it. Yeah. But there was thought behind it. Well, I just I wanted you to know that. That's great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that would have been cool to have the uh, the gift card. But I get what yeah. you're doing. That's yeah. perfect. So thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. it. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll probably be just buying both of us a turkey club. Uh, next oh, time. thanks. That's thanks. Great. That's great. Well, Joey, you're not here all the time <laughs> with us. Well, what, what do you want? <laughs> oh, what did you get Donnie, by the way? Um, I got him, uh, Donnie, the guy that owns Stand Up New York. Yeah, it's a uh, high pressure situation. Not yeah, really, but, no, but, but you it know, is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got him um, two uh, like movie passes to an AMC. Just oh, free awesome. movie tickets. Yeah, and he was nice. excited because he's like, I go to the, the one. Well, I'm not going to say where he goes, but he's like, yeah. I was there yesterday. He's like, I have a perfect one that I go to. This is great. So oh, fantastic. Really well. Yeah, it's great. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so I was happy about that. Yeah, it's cool because movies in the fucking city can be very expensive. You know, oh, it's yeah. like 14 25 or something to go see a movie so like these movie passes yeah. are great. he got me a gift card too which was nice that's great yeah. just like a visa gift card or whatever no like uh for tunes oh, oh perfect nice. that's, that's like great. two fucking albums it's that's amazing. awesome well good for you yeah um, everybody seemed to have worked out fine yeah except for joey got nothing that's although right. joey gets to do this podcast so that's pretty cool yeah and he gets to read the excerpt from 50 shades of grace so that's exciting so he wins too yeah and we're all winners here yeah okay. um listen you know what that was a fun little opening to the show it's gonna get a little uh weird for a minute but i don't care this this is something that i wanted to bring up as i as i said at the beginning of the show i feel like a lot of people didn't hear about this and I don't understand why, because to me, it's um, it's a bombshell, really. Like, honestly, it's a bombshell. The Smoking Gun, which has been a website that I think has just been around since the Internet's been around, basically. I, I remember looking at, like, mug shots on it as a kid. Like, yeah. Tupac in the morgue, shit like that. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> oh, the yeah. famous Tupac in the morgue photo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what was on The Smoking Gun. Yeah. You, um, so I was flipping around the other day, and I came across this article called Witness 40, exposing a fraud in Ferguson. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Let me see what this is about. Mm-hmm. Smoking gun, uh, as you guys, well, as you guys know, the, uh, the Ferguson grand jury, all the jurors are secret. You're not supposed to know their names. They did a little bit of research, though, the smoking gun. 
and they came up with who Witness 40 was. If you're not familiar why I keep saying Witness 40, Witness 40 is the person that was mentioned directly um, in Bob McCullough's statement that he made after the Michael Brown they chose not to indict. Fox News has used Witness 40 testimony as sort of their basis for being like, see, Michael Brown was doing this, this, and the other thing. This uh, article on Smoking Gun debunks and basically throws completely into question the legitimacy of the testimony that Witness 40 would have given, and we're going to get into that in a second. Basically, what Witness 40 said, and it's this this woman, Sandra McElroy, um, she said that Michael Brown got into a football stance and charged at Darren Wilson as opposed to having his hands up, which a lot of people did say in their testimony. But this is the one that they chose to really stick with, and we're going to go through why this woman is uh, not credible and why it's a fucking sham. It's so crazy that this happened. Okay. The, you're just you're just waiting? I No, I was just like the fact that, wait, he got down in like a four-point like Exactly. She said he got down like, yeah, then, well, we're, we're, I have her quote. Yeah, so we'll uh, I'll read it. But yeah, that's what she said happened. Why would somebody do that, though? Great question. Who it knows? doesn't, doesn't make any sense. I also want to preface this with saying Bob McCullough, the same day this article came out, he gave an interview for the first time, and he said, yeah, I knowingly put people in front of the grand jury who I knew were lying, but I figured it was just the right thing to do so they could have all the uh, all the information. That, Ver- that's almost verbatim what the guy said. Like, uh, how does that make that's sense? That's not good. No, like, yeah, I know they're full of shit, but let's see if these people that are not trained in any way to sift through facts can tell if they're lying. Like, what, yeah, what are you correct. talking about? Okay, this is the first article of this, uh, the first paragraph of this article. The grand jury witness who testified that she saw Michael Brown pummel a cop before charging at him, quote, like a football player, head down, is a troubled bipolar Missouri woman with a criminal past who has a history of making racist remarks and once insinuated herself into another high-profile St. Louis criminal case with, with claims that police eventually dismissed as a, quote, complete fabrication. Okay. In the weeks... Now, I've taken, like bits from the article it's a longer article but i've taken like highlights of this thing or lowlights as the case may be Hmm. about why this woman's credibility is just just it's crazy and that they would even consider accepting what she would have to say in the weeks after brown's shooting but before she contacted police mcelroy used her facebook account to comment on the case now isn't that like a breach of protocol or something that you're not not because she's not you would think so, but she hadn't testified at any point. She hadn't oh. said anything. So she's just a citizen at this point. Yeah, at this she point, she claims though that she was there and saw it happen uh-huh. live. Okay, so but we'll we'll get there. Uh, all right, so she's commenting on Facebook. On August 15th, she liked a Facebook comment reporting that Dorian Johnson, um, Michael Brown's friend, had admitted that he and Brown stole cigars before the confrontation with Wilson. August 17th, a Facebook commenter wrote that Johnson and others should be arrested for inciting riots and giving false statements to police. McElroy commented, the report and autopsy are in. So, yes, they were false. Um, This appears to be, the the article says, this appears to be an odd comment from someone who claims to have been present during the shooting. Right. Why would she need to wait until the autopsy report are in to know whether their hands are up or not? If she saw it, what's the the problem? Yeah. On Uh August 17th, she, she posted, prayer, support, God bless Officer Wilson. Now, at this point, she still hasn't even talked to anybody about being there. Commenting on a September 12th Riverfront Times story reporting that Ferguson City officials had yet to meet with Brown's family, McElroy wrote, now, and this is where you go, wow, this is crazy. She wrote, but haven't you heard the news? Their great, great, great grandpa may or may not have been owned by one of our great, great grandpas 200 years ago. 
parentheses sarcasm. So that's a bit of a a race, maybe racist. It gets, it's going to get a little worse later on September 13th. Uh, McElroy went on a pro Wilson Facebook page and posted a graphic that included a photo of Michael Brown lying dead in the street with a type overlay reading Michael Brown already received justice. So please stop asking for it. Now, this is a person who has yet to go to the cops to give her side of the story claims that she saw the thing go down, but is online basically posting that like Michael Brown deserved to be killed like an animal on the street. She thinks that that's justice. Great. So let's take her very seriously. The following week, McElroy responded to a Facebook post about the criminal record of Wilson's late mother. As a teenager, Mike Brown strong-armed a store, used drugs, hit a police officer, and received justice. Spelled wrong. J-U-S-T-I-S. She's an idiot. Mm. Uh, On October 22nd, this is finally when she goes. So this is months now where she's thinking about going, I guess. On October 22nd, McElroy went to the FBI field office in St. Louis and was interviewed by an agent and two Department of Justice prosecutors. The day before that tape meeting, the St. Louis dispatch, uh, post-dispatch published a lengthy story detailing exactly what Wilson told the police investigators about the Ferguson shooting. So this woman does not go to the police with any kind of story until Wilson's story has actually been published or posted online or in an article. Five weeks later. Yes. McElroy provided the, uh, the federal investigators with an account that neatly tracked with Wilson's version of the fatal confrontation. She, she said the unarmed teenager gave Wilson a, what are you going to do about it? Look, and then bent down in a football position and began to charge at the officer. She also added, he looked like he was on something. Hmm. Okay. Investigators asked her about inconsistencies in her story. She replied, I know what I seen. I know you don't believe me. Okay. Okay, so that's great. McElroy continues. Also, did you guys hear anything about this, by the way, before we even continue? I did not, know. It's so weird, and I didn't either. It just happened to be one day I was on the smoking gun, which I don't do a lot, and I just happened to come across this. It's weird. Uh, This is what she said, why she was in Ferguson, which this is just... (laughs) Okay. She was, quote, planning to pop in on a former high school classmate she had not seen in 26 years. Saddled with an incorrect address and no cell phone, she claims that she pulled over to smoke a cigarette and seek directions from a black man standing under a tree. It turns out at that point, that's exactly when the Wilson-Brown confrontation happened and she witnessed the shooting take place. Uh, when she was testifying in front of the grand jury, for whatever reason, that day they were scheduled to end at 2.30 p.m. That was just like a, a fact of the thing. Some of the jurors had to go somewhere or whatever. So her testimony came to an abrupt end. She says to the grand jury at this point, on August 9th, after this happened, when I got home, I wrote everything down on a piece of paper. Would that be easier if I brought that in? Because that's how I make sure I don't get things confused, because then it'll be word for word. She didn't bother mentioning that to the FBI people she spoke the day before. She spoke to the day before. But she tells the jury, oh, yeah, I wrote down exactly what happened. Okay, so she has this already written down from August 9th. She doesn't bother to show back up until 11 days later with the journal pages (laughs) with a revamped story. She corrected it a little bit. She wrote, okay, so that's insane. Now let's get a little background about this person. She was diagnosed with bipolar when she was 16 and hasn't taken medicine for 25 years. Oh, nice. She told grand jurors that she was seriously injured in a car crash on Valentine's Day in 2001. She said she was catapulted through the windshield and testified that she has struggled with a faulty memory since the accident. Do do you understand that they put a person who is by definition crazy, can't remember anything. Okay. And use that as the main witness. And they use that as the main thing that they're going to use to not indict this guy. 
All right, so they, they give a bunch of backstory in the article. Her and her husband filed for bankruptcy at one point. She has a lot of other like legal issues. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I bring this one up is because the McElroy bankruptcy filings were standard Chapter 13 fare, the article says, until the filing of a remarkable 2005 motion by the couple's attorney. The lawyer, Tracy Brown, sought court permission to withdraw from the bankruptcy case due to Sandra McElroy's behavior. Brown advised the court that McElroy had frequently called the, her office and berated his secretary. They also said that she repeatedly used profanity when speaking with the counselor's secretary, escalating to the use of racial slurs. So this woman's a fucking nut, mm-hmm. and she's a racist, and we're going to get to why she's a racist in a second, and then we can kind of discuss it. But I just found this all just absolutely stunning. Wow. An examination of McElroy's YouTube page, which she apparently shares with one of her daughters. So there is a little bit of possibility that the daughter did it, but let's okay. pretend that that's not true for now. Reveals other evidence of racial animus. Next to a clip about the disappearance of a white woman who had a baby with a black man uh, is the comment see what happens when you bed down with a monkey have ape babies and party with them a clip about the sentencing of two black women for murder is captioned put them monkeys in a cage jesus Christ. now to me that's pretty racist right to refer to black people as monkeys and apes and put them in a cage yeah Okay, great. McElroy's YouTube page is filled with a variety of anti-Barack Obama videos. There's one of uh, Michelle Obama's purportedly saying that that Obama was born in Kenya. Like, it's that type of shit. She's just a nut. McElroy rarely uses Twitter, though she did post a message in late October in response to a news report that several Ferguson drug cases had to be dropped. And this is interesting because Darren Wilson failed to show up for court hearings. Okay. Drug thug will be arrested again. Who cares? Wrote McElroy. In early 2007, she. This is where it it just. This is the top around the cake. In early 2007, she fabricated a bizarre story in the wake of the rescue of Sean Hornbeck, a St. Louis boy who had been held captive for more than four years by. What? You know something about this story? Yo, I just remember it because I lived there during the time and I remember. This kid, like, what, I don't know. It's just a very strange story. Look it up if you want. Google it. it was yeah, I mean, look into it. Yeah. This kid got, he was captive for four years by this guy named Michael Devlin, who was a resident of Kirkwood, where uh, this woman lives. Mm-hmm. She oh, she's she got in there and claims that she, ha- she knew the kid. And they were like, no, you don't. You're completely making this up. And she just kept that going for months. And it details it more in the article if you read it. That's so she, she has a pattern. So she was trying to get in on that case, too? Exactly. The yeah. high-profile cases that happen in st louis because these areas are all very close to each other st okay, louis right. kirkwood ferguson yeah yeah they're like a half uh, hour away or whatever yeah it's right. yeah so but anyway so she tried to get involved in that case so that's a fucking gigantic red flag the final uh thing that that is that i'm gonna read about this and i really you guys should go read the article because it's crazy and share it with people because this is fucking insane the opening entry in mcelroy's journal on the day brown died declared well i'm gonna take my random drive to florissant which I assume is an area close to there. It Need is. to understand the black race better, so I stop calling blacks niggers and start calling them people. That's the fucking opening par- like sentence of her journal. And this is the person that they allowed Jeez. to help get this guy not inside. I mean, an out-and-out racist and a crazy person and a person that tries to get involved in high-profile cases. And the article details that she loves crime dramas and shit like that. She's just a nut. She wants to get involved. Yeah, she just wants to be involved in a dramatic case. Like She's just like that delusional that... She's delusional, the tough, right. The stuff she sees on TV... She needs to take into her own life. Yeah, that's like that's like what a crazy person does. Uh, no, absolutely. I'm totally. The only fi- problem with that is that's what a 
crazy person does and you can <laughs> right you can't you take can't, what they're saying realistically no. you just can't especially if she's not on medicine it's different if she's had been on medication or whatever but she probably wouldn't fucking be doing crazy shit like well, that. right and the fact that like they didn't think about the hornbeck case right away and be like oh she was trying to get involved then and like we proved a million times that she had no idea what she was talking about she probably wasn't even fucking there no she i mean i would bet my fucking left nut she wasn't there yeah like, she wasn't no, there like no way no and mccullough said he was like yeah we put people that we knew were lying but you know I'm totally fabricated. I I can't believe that <laughs> they used this woman who like th- there wasn't a psychiatrist that took a look at this and said this witness should be thrown out. It somehow like just it's too much to take away from the case of what actually happened. Yeah, no, look, I, I completely it, agree it, with it, you. It's, it's unbelievable. It's just- it's just, uh, it's mind-blowing. And, and, and the fact that the journal entry, which she probably wrote after the fact, says her random drive, though, that makes no sense. Well, that Who I, goes on random drives? Well, I and mean, you, that's more. <laughs> that's probably the most believable uh, thing. <laughs> no, you thing. don't go on random drives to fluorescent. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, is that, it's a bad area? Yeah, you don't want to go there. Okay. Well, but in any event, so yeah, she, so that, so there you go. So that's witness 40. So when you hear people be, you know, uh, Say, oh, his hands weren't up. Well, that's really still not clear. And actually, I think if you if PBS put out a chart that had witness <laughs> testimony saying what they said over a period of time, mm-hmm. and I think the majority of it is actually that his hands were up or not in a threatening manner. Yeah, you know, and, and also the fact that they even listened to this woman five weeks after the incident. Right. That then take her statement is insane. Five weeks after the incident, and then another eleven days or something when she showed back up with her with her documentation in no. the journal that she wrote. <laughs> no, which is like, and the article says that it's like it's so painfully obvious that she wrote it well after the fact, or like the day after that they were like they should have checked to see if the ink was still wet. That's how obvious it was. Right. Well, I was hoping they would carbon date that. <laughs> well, they don't care. They're not really interested. But that's that's again, this is what we were yeah, talking about. Yeah. It's a lack of justice. They don't give a shit. It's a lack of justice. They're yeah. not trying to. Wow, crazy! You can't right? you can't admit now the fucking mistake you made. Like you gotta just no. hope hope people forget about it and move on. Which yeah. is sad, but you know that that's the case. Like, we can't we can't go back now and say no. like this was the biggest case in the fucking world for like a couple weeks. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just it's just amazing to me. Yeah, but what's also shocking is the fact that it's not being reported on at all. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I, that I don't understand. I mean, like that I really don't get. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I read it, uh, I think, Saturday night. I was just flipping around and I yeah. saw it like late. And I was like screaming by myself. I was like, I want to do a podcast right now. Like, yeah. I have to talk about this. It's crazy. I tweeted it. and I was like, this is surreal. <laughs> it's surreal. It's just absolutely stunning. It just doesn't make any sense. Witness 40. Witness 40. Sandra McElroy, remember that name when you're uh, having conversations at Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, Sandra McElroy, that nut. Yeah, she's the one that said he charged at Wilson like a like a football player because nobody else fucking said that. Right. But they were very willing to discredit some of the other people that gave testimony. They're like, no, it's pretty clear he changed the story. He's lying. This yeah, woman, yeah. it couldn't be clearer. She's a fucking lunatic. Amazing. Uh, all right. So yeah, I, I, I had to bring that up. That's so crazy. Oh, yeah, it's God. astounding. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. All right. So I brought this other story. Obviously, the big news in New York, uh, in Brooklyn over the last week was that the two police officers were executed essentially by a crazy person. Yeah. And which is tragic and it's sad and a very crazy person. It seems. Yes, a very crazy person. Yeah. And, and in the context of this, though, mm-hmm. um, 
I want to talk about kind of the response from the police association, the guy Pat Lynch, the PBA uh, like leader, okay. uh, the mayor's response and some other stuff, because I found the response to it to be almost more troubling than the death of these two cops who obviously it's sad. They don't deserve to be dead right before Christmas. You know, it's just like a, it's a fucking tragedy, but the way that people responded to it, I think is almost even crazier than, than what happened there. Well, what do you, do you know? Do you know the story? right, um, Joey? From what I understand, there was uh, this guy who was crazy. Yeah. Who posted Ishmael, on Facebook. Ishmael Brimsley. Who, uh, he, I think he got out of Atlanta or something. Yeah, he was from Baltimore. Uh, bo- yeah, so apparently from what I heard, Baltimore calls New York and says, hey, look out for this guy. He's coming in New York City. Right. And then he ends up coming to New York City and he just shoots the two cops. Yeah, but did yeah. you hear what happened about that warning? No, I did not. Uh, they faxed it up here, which I don't know why they didn't yeah, call. Yeah, what the hell yeah, is that? Who faxes? Why wouldn't you just text somebody like, or call somebody, be like, hey, I need a cop's number in Brooklyn? Because I knew he was going to Brooklyn specifically. Right. Oh, right. that's good. Right, right. Yeah, so, but I guess the fax came in, uh, allegedly it came in five minutes after when they think the shooting happened. Because they, no they can pinpoint that shooting down to like... yeah. Uh, within 10 minutes of it happening. And right. they said Christ. the facts supposedly came in like five minutes after. I don't buy that. I don't buy the fact that they faxed <laughs> something up Why would you? Right. Here. You're right. Why not just call the police station and be like, hey, like we're in Baltimore. The, just a little heads up. This crazy guy said he wants to put wings on pigs today. He's, yeah, he's coming. He's, he's coming com- to you. So he's why coming you to just, Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 Just keep your eye on him. Yeah. But no, we didn't do that. We faxed a wanted poster like it's the goddamn Wild West or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah. A pony showed up 25 minutes after the shooting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That, we really I, thought that was going to work. We sent a carrier pigeon and everything. Yeah, that's just, a great point. Just to that's back so it weird. up. So, so strange. Yeah. Oh, but the cops' names, by the way, are Wenjin Liu and Rafael Ramos. So, obviously, a tragedy that's sad that they've so, been killed like this. So, basically, it's but, just they were in the wrong place. This yeah, they guy just, was crazy and went there, shot two people. All yeah, it was. Happened to be cops. They could have been anybody, yeah. They had, it was because they were sitting in the police car with their that's uniforms on. It could have been any two cops sitting in that yeah, car. Yeah, he was just yeah. on a mission just, to go do something. Yeah, they were just where he happened to turn the corner and that was it. Yeah. Um, and he had also shot his ex-girlfriend or something yes. like in Baltimore, then in came Baltimore, to New York. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, all right, yeah. so this guy's a nut. And he was in jail in Atlanta, too, though. You were right. Yeah, okay. Oh, is that right? That's right. Oh, he had like nine different cases down oh, okay. in Georgia. So this guy's a psycho. So, so when you have an individual who keeps on repeating these tendencies, uh-huh. again, the system's broken. This man should have not been on the streets to been able to go to Brooklyn to shoot these two cops. Well, I don't know what the other... Um, Reasons he was in jail. Well, shooting your wife has got to be. He pretty had bad. a couple. Th- well, but he did that, but they didn't catch him on that. He did that in the morning, and then drove to New York and killed the cops, and then killed. Himself. Oh, it was the same day. Yeah, oh, it yeah, the yeah it was thing. all the same yeah. day in Atlanta. He had uh, he had a couple assault cases, a couple wet, like one with a weapon. Okay. Uh, but started out with like robberies, and then I think he robbed a bank or something. Right. So later. it's like, yeah, yeah, he got jail time, but that's not something, in my opinion, that you would put someone in jail for life for. I mean, no, I think if I mean, he, a murder, an attempted murder. You're in jail forever. Well, I, if they would have caught him for shooting his girlfriend before he went to yeah. New York, he was definitely going away yeah, forever. No, no, because no. that would have been his, I'm guessing, more than his third felony case in a row. And you know that three strikes Check rule. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's sort of the backstory of the whole thing. Tragic. But I wanted to bring up Pat Lynch, the PBA uh, union leader, the P- Policeman's Benevolent Association. He... He's the leader of the Policeman Benevolent Orchestra. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> the maestro from Seinfeld. I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched Seinfeld. Sorry, well. it's fine. It was supposed to be serious. Boop, 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 boop. 
or whatever. That was my that was my attempt at Seinfeld. <laughs> that was good. That was, right. so, that was so sad. Uh, I'm on a lot of NyQuil. So anyway, so I wanted to play the clip of Pat Lynch, and then we can talk about that. Um, and also there's a memo that the PBA denies that they sent this memo out. But it's a memo that's out there, and I got it from two sources, AOL, Gothamist, and other places I've mentioned it. So okay, so like, it's out there. So it's out there. But let's play this clip of, oh, God, I'm not prepared at all. I didn't even plug in. My, oh, my God. I didn't plug in my little my little drive. I have to get it. So you're going to have oh. to talk for a second. But I'm going to play a clip of Pat Lynch as soon as I get it. It's so unprofessional. Oh, <laughs> I thought he had to leave the room. It's, it's not that unprofessional. It is in his backpack, which That's is okay. on the couch behind him. Anyway. Wasn't there something else about him posting something on Facebook that he was going to go do this? Yeah, he made like he posted it on Twitter, yeah. oh, it was a- Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was the thing I was. Th- it's not funny, but the thing I was thinking about was like because they, they showed a picture of that, they screenshotted it. Yeah. People liked the post. Oh, like, yeah. oh my god! You got to feel like a real good. dick bag for liking that post. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, and he posted a picture of his gun. Yeah, too. it was a gun, and it was like I'm going to put w- wings on pigs today. No, like, but then he also posted a picture of his shoes saying something about how he has like pig blood on his shoes because i guess this was right after he shot them so he right after he committed the murder he took time to in to instagram that because they, they caught him like like they were like they were on him within seconds so like, here's my question so then he ran to a subway platform underground and that's where he shot himself yeah he, Can't I'm you be nut. tracked by the cell phone, though? So the moment you pa- posted that Instagram, shouldn't no, that this be software within, or something? No, but you this is within, hours. like, yeah. no, not hours. This was, like, they uh, were, he did, he killed himself in a subway, like, right by the crime scene. Like, this was a couple of minutes. Oh, he, po- uh. oh, I was under the impression that he, that he posted that and then killed the girlfriend and then came to New York. He no, 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 he no, posted no. the picture of the gun. Uh-huh. Before or after he killed the girlfriend. Okay. Maybe after. Whatever. Probably after. Right? Probably after. And then he comes up to New York. He shoots the two cops. And then within like before the five minutes that he kills himself on the platform, he takes a picture of his shoes after oh, okay. he kills the cop and because po- he had like some okay. blood on his shoes. Well, he posted it from the girlfriend's account, which is like a, uh, something I read or oh, from her okay. phone. So and like, it said, yeah. And it yeah. had the track thing on like, right. you know, where it shows your location. It said Baltimore. Okay. So it was from, oh, her, okay. so it was from her phone. So it wouldn't have made a difference. Gotcha. All right. I have the clip up here. This is Pat Lynch. This is like a couple of minutes. Um, it's interesting, then we'll get into the whole, uh, you know, the aftermath. But this is going to be the that fun episode. became part yeah, of the NYPD family. I know. I feel bad, but I can't help it. Like, shit happened, you know? We gotta, I can't, I got to talk about it when it's happening this week. All right. Every police officer that lined these streets today with sadness in their eyes to show respect as we carry two hero police officers out of this hospital. We will shoulder the burden for these families each and every day for the rest of their lives. Generations of police officers will know their names and hold them close to their hearts and educate our children about the sacrifice they made. There's blood on many hands tonight. Those that incited violence on the street under the guise of protest that tried to tear down what New York City police officers did every day. We tried to warn, it must not go on, it cannot be tolerated. 
That blood on the hands starts on the steps of City Hall in the office of the mayor. Starting today, we started the morning for our brother police officers. They're heroes, they're fathers, they're brothers, they're children. That's the men we lost today. So starting in the next couple of hours and going for a number of days, New York City police officers, through their sadness, will straighten their shoulders, stiffen their backs, and mourn for these families. We'll mourn for our city, and we'll mourn for our brothers. When these funerals are over, those responsible will be called on the carpet and held accountable. We ask every person in the city to bow their heads tonight and pray for our families. All right. I mean, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, any initial reaction to that? I feel like that was sort of inflammatory rhetoric coming from the guy. Yeah. Well, who was he? He was the police commissioner? He's the PBA. He's the police union head, Pat Lynch. Oh, okay. I, I thought the first half of the speech was well done. Right. I, I agree right. with it. And right. all of a sudden, it seems like he took a sharp left uh-huh. and talking about blood on the hands he and talking about the did. mayor of the office. Yeah, I, I'm confused on where he was trying to go. Well, he's blaming the protesters yeah, he's and the, the mayor protesters. for saying that his son is black and like he probably should be a little worried when he's talking to the cops. Yeah. They're blaming the protests and that for the death of these two cops, which yeah. is that have nothing to do with ins- each other. outlandish, especially because the protests have been nothing but peaceful in New York. There's been no problem yeah. at all. No, they haven't. And the families of the victims, particularly Garner's uh, wife and everything, they they came out and said that they they are uh, want nothing but but peace. Yeah, they, they don't want any kind of any kind of problem. So that's crazy. Which is why I wanted to bring that up. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it's just inflammatory rhetoric. doesn't make sense. And I think de Blasio did the right thing. He should he should bring something up about his kid. If, if he really feels that way, then go for it. That's fine. Um, we, got a, we got a bell outside. I'm getting distracted. It's all right. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up. So now, okay, so he said that. So in that context, he says he's going to call them to the carpet, which I, I don't really understand what that means, but I guess he's going to try to, like, hurt the protesters somehow. Like, No, I think he said the people who are... I think call, I'm guessing called to the carpet. I'm guessing that's a legal thing, like a legal expression of being, I don't know, like, no, being it's, called like to like you're going to face a judge or something. I don't know. No, I don't. That's I don't what know. it sounded like. Well, I will say, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, well, here, I'll he read this memo to judgment. you and you can kind of yeah. maybe get more of an idea of what he was talking about. I will say that at this point, this was over the last couple of days. Now they've said that they're, quote, standing down the, the police unit. But like, okay, you already said the shit. This is the supposed memo, which again, I'm going to say the PBA has denied that they sent this out. But officers off the record have said, yeah, this is the thing that got sent around. It says, starting immediately, at least two units are to respond to every call, no matter the condition or severity, no matter what type of job is pending or what the opinion of the patrol supervisor happens to be. In addition, absolutely no enforcement action in the form of arrests and or summonses is to be taken unless absolutely necessary and an individual must be placed under arrest. These are precautions that were taken in the 1970s when police officers were ambushed and executed on a regular basis. The mayor's hands are literally dripping with our blood because of his words, actions, and policies. And we have, for the first time in a number of years, become a, quote, wartime police department. 
we will act accordingly. Forward mes- message in its entirety to any and all, and then it, it gets cut off there. Now, Gajo. To me, this seems like a coup d'etat thing where, I, where it makes n- like n- no sense. Like, are they afraid that that people are going to take this and just continue to shoot cops and there's going to be a, a war all out on cops and they're trying to prevent that? that, that that's what it seems like. And that's how they're re- re- choosing to respond to a crazy person. And I have an interesting kind of way to like frame that argument. But yeah, they're refer- like it's wartime on who? On black people? On the protesters? Like, what are you talking about? On the citizens? That's not... That's not acceptable from the fucking police. Yeah, yeah no, certainly. So they, again, they're denying that, and they've said they've st- they're going to stand down now. But I don't know, man. To stand me, stand down just, from what? Right from right from, from shit they didn't doing say. That? Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. You you had one guy who's who's criminally insane go to Brooklyn just to shoot two cops. Right. I don't see how they're drawing these conclusions. Well, no, but well, because they're drawing the conclusions because that's the conclusion they want to draw. I have other clips. We don't have to play them. It's fine because we, we will get to other stuff. Rudy Giuliani was on TV, you know, basically saying that, um, you know, he thinks the Blasi has done a terrible job and this and that. I also have a clip of Pat Lynch then in 2007 saying that he thinks Giuliani's an asshole and shouldn't be president, but we don't <laughs> have to get into the whole thing. Uh, the final thing I wanted to bring up about this. Um, oh, my point being, though, you're right. Yeah, it's a crazy person comes to New York. They're going to choose to blame it on the protesters. When a crazy kid gets a gun and goes into a school and shoots everybody and people on the left want to blame the NRA and things like that, people go, no, he's a fuck. It's just a crazy person. You can't do that. But they're willing to do it in this case. Right. Yeah. Why isn't Fox going? No, you can't. You can't do that. You can't blame it on. You know, they have, they're not going to say that about this case because it just cuts the opposite way. But it's the same argument. It's the same yeah. logic yeah. where you're same using. Thing. You're saying this is the fault of a larger group. Well, maybe there's outside factors, but it's the crazy person that's perpetrating the act. We, we can't, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. And yeah, fucking a fax is probably what really could have been something that would have gone differently with this thing. Fucking I do want to say de Blasio calls for a pause in protest until the funerals are over. I don't, I disagree with that. I think the protest should continue. It would be cool as a PR thing mm-hmm. for the protest to, to say, yeah, you know what? We are going to protest because out of respect to the cops, which they should be do. Cool. I don't think they should do. I think it's something they could do, but why would you do it? Especially after the reaction from the, the PBA where they're trying to blame it on the protesters. Yeah. If you stop protesting during these funerals, they go, well, why are they doing that? You see, they must feel guilty. Like it yeah, creates okay. that. If he didn't come out uh, and do that, then maybe you go, yeah, okay, that'd be a cool thing to do. Yeah. But I think it kind well, of put them in a- twenty-two either way. Exactly. It put them in an untenable situation. True. The whole thing. But anyway, I mean, it's a fucking shit situation to begin with, but you know, that's my two cents about it. See, to my question is, what could you do to avoid this from happening again? What? Avoid what from happening again? Some crazy person running up to Brooklyn and shooting people. Well, I mean, again, like we said, don't fax the fucking... If you know yeah. a crazy person's on the loose, like... Call. Yeah. Yeah, get on the phone. Ha- yeah, I, I We've just We've had understand. that advantage for many years now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, you can email, you can do a lot of stuff. Right. That's quicker than a fax. Yeah, you could have emailed. I, it, I don't. Right? Uh, yeah, I just. I mean that. Yeah, I, I remember reading that, being like, "Why would they do that?" Mm-mm. And and that's a good what? Because like, it's not three-hour true. Trip? What? That that has to be a good three-hour trip, right? From down there to at up least. There. Yeah. Well, I don't know how he came. I don't know if he came by train or something, but I think they said he drove up. Okay, so that so yeah, so you're like talking three, 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 four hours, maybe if traffic, whatever. Yeah. Right. They probably could have got on a train or just driven there. They could have beaten him there. 
Yeah. <laughs> they could have hand-delivered the note. It's just it's right. really weird, yeah. Or not even written a note if they were going to hand-deliver it. Just walk in and be like, hey, dude, there's yeah, a crazy done. guy. Yeah, there's but a like, crazy guy. I think we passed him on yeah. 95, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why didn't you get him there? Oh, I guess we weren't thinking about that. Right. But we yeah. just wanted to warn you. Very very weird. So anyway, so not to make light, obviously, of the cops getting killed. That's, no, that's terrible. A shame. The protesters uh, in fr- the, um, shit, what are they called? The I Can't Breathe group or one of the group, Black Lives Matter, whatever, they came out categorically rejected the notion that they're calling for violence or it's anti-cop. It's not anti-cop. Yeah. It's pro-justice, really. It's equal. Anyway, whatever. So anyway, so that's the wrap up with that. But I figured we had to get into it a little bit. Um, the last thing I have really, uh, before we get into anything else is the Kim, this, the interview thing. Do you want to get into this? I, I brought the Kim Jong-un death scene. The reason why North Korea is supposedly mad about it. I, I got it. You, you want to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put it up. Do you have any, do you have something on the interview? You want to oh, like, do a little backstory on it or what? Well, the, I actually had an update. Oh, it turns please, out that they are going to show the interview in select theaters. They are. There's yeah. one theater in Texas. The Alamo Draft the House. The Alamo Draft House. And there's another in Atlanta. It's the Plaza or something. Okay. Now, see, to me. So it's just coming. Out, no, it's coming out to a select theater. But those are two. That there's did. two of them I know The Draft of. House is a comedy club, isn't it? Or like Arlington Draft House in D.C.? That might be a different thing. The Alamo Draft House is like a chain of. Uh, places yeah where yeah. they where it's like they have like cool oh, different like indie movies yeah oh, okay. tarantino owns one actually in la oh really yeah oh cool now see to me i i don't understand why you would only do a select and not nationwide because the way i would look at it is hey now we know that there's a limited amount of theaters that this is showing what if something were to happen Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. So if they want a target, they have an easier amount of targets. Yeah, they narrowed it down a lot easier. So now, so are they narrowing down? Well, AMC doesn't want them, though. They they said they weren't going to play them. So they're not going to play Oh, okay. So they have a limited amount of theaters they can play. What about Warenberg theaters? What about those? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, See, see, because they have, they're, they're all over St. Louis and the Midwest oh. for the most part. Oh, no, I've never heard of them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they might be in like more independent theaters. That's a good point, Joey. It's pretty insightful. You're right. That so now, insightful. now the GOP, Guardians of Peace, yes, know the select theaters. Mm-hmm. Do they do something? No. That's. I don't think anything's going to get done to begin with. Why would they do or, it? Or should there be a police? Uh, presence. Presence, yes, thank you. At those theaters? At the theaters that yeah, show it. I would say sure. I think there's probably going to be, yeah, but I, I doubt it's a problem. I mean, like, I really don't think it's going to be a big deal. I mean, I'd be oh, did, surprised, did, I think. And were they saying they were going to attack fucking movie theaters or attack, just do an attack on the United yeah, States? I think it the was quote a, was to stay away from places that, that would be playing oh, okay. the movie. And if you live near one, don't be biased. Yeah, so every every mall in the world, they're going to blow up. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's bullshit. Okay. All right. Let's let's So do yeah, it. let's, let's do watch this. it. This is gonna be worthless for people listening <laughs> listening, but we'll kind of uh explain what's happening. It, basically it's a helicopter that gets hit with a missile and Kim Jong un uh, burns to death. And there's a cool song in the background. And I, I pulled this off the internet and I don't think this is actually part of the scene, but some guy wrote, Fuck you, Kim Jong un, die, you fat bitch. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that's part it's of the It's going movie. across the bottom of the screen. Yeah. yeah. That was just the the uploader uh, decided to take a little artistic license. All right, so <laughs> this is the death scene that uh, they got everybody all upset. Slow moving bullet. 
and it's hit the side of the, the copter. Oh, copter is blowing up. Huge explosion. Kim Jong Un screaming. Up, oh, his face is rippling with the heat and wind off the bullet. Beautiful ashes flying. Now his hair has caught fire a little bit. He is on fire, and the flames have engulfed him. And you see a big blood splatter, and that's it. Why well, that's that? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Stupid. And actually, based on that scene, I bet that movie sucks. Yeah, I like, bet it's not a good movie. No. From everything I read, they said that it was a dud, and this is only going to help them make uh, to recoup what they would have lost if there wasn't such a huge backstory to it and people trying to not have it be shown. In How much does this movie cost? Do we know? Uh, what the budget was? No, I'm not sure. It was Too like much? 20, probably like 20, I'm guessing. Because I'm thinking like they're not going to be able to make back that money no matter no, what they do at this I, I think they're gonna get a lot I think a lot more people are gonna see it because there's like this interest now like oh how bad could this mo- like how like you know like fucked up could they have made it that's true that everyone's you know trying what I mean? to get that it that everybody's trying yeah it's yeah. like a lot of free advertising it doesn't say on box office mojo that's where I go for all that information I guess it's not on there because it hasn't been released yet they don't say but whatever. I mean, yeah, I would, I would guess it's probably in the 30 to $40 million range or something like and that. And then Seth Rogen and James Franco, yeah, probably. Because they probably make $10 million each, something like that. Yeah. And also, they're supposed to release it on a, a video on demand service, but they don't know which one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This, this whole story's stupid, frankly. Like, they should have just released it. It was cool that Obama came out and was like, hey, you fucked up, Sony. Bad job. Because, of yeah. course, he's going to throw them under the bus now. They were making fun of him in the emails. Probably <laughs> Seth. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Django Unchained was not my favorite. I like Steel Magnolia. I'm sensitive. The what? decision and the hack will be caught. Hold on. Will be costly to Sony. We can look at com- uh, comparable films to come up with an estimate of how much the interview might have made in theaters had it been released under normal circumstances. The answer 100 million, give or take. Right. So it still yeah, makes right. the money. That's fine. Who knows? And the, my dad brought up a point. He was saying if. If they didn't release it at all and like the theaters weren't going to allow it, they could collect insurance on the movie. It's different if they actually get it out now. So uh, they're going to get like, less insurance money. Mm. So whatever. But they have to do it because if the fucking president says, like, hey, you're, yeah, you, you guys you messed fucked up, up here, <laughs> yeah, they kind of have to put it out. So whatever. I mean, the movie's probably going to be fine, but I don't think it deserved all this like craziness. And North Korea, again, still kind of unclear whether they did it or not. And I don't think they're going to – what are they going to do? Are they going to fucking bomb us? They can't, they can't hit South Korea and they're right next to it. No. Right. And they, I think they've long understood like we've told them before. Like you want to talk shit, like, try it. Right. Try it. Right. The only thing that keeps them at all – like out of the sights of the rest of the world is that they have a nuclear weapon. What but they can so do- does everybody else, and we have like 400 times more probably. Yeah, well, and their ability to get it anywhere, that's the issue. Like, yeah, yeah they have one, but what are you, you going to fucking do with it? Yeah, North are you going to throw it over here? They'd have to. They'd have to get a bunch of them to run it over. Yeah. So you guys know what happened in North Korea the, uh, yesterday, right? What happened? The internet was knocked out for nine and a half hours, and they don't know... If it was a DOS attack, if they did it themselves, if China was involved, still nobody knows. But the entire country didn't have internet for nine and a half hours. Two questions. What kind of internet does North Korea really have? Yeah. And the second question is, who actually has access to it? In North Korea? Okay. <laughs> Very few people do have <laughs> like, access no, they to it. No, they did not notice. No, that th- that's that. true. Very few right. people do have access to it. But the interesting thing is that it's provided by only one uh, internet provider, and that's uh, China's, uh, uh, Unicon. Okay. So China's the one who feeds them the right. internet. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I really have no more information about that. I don't know. Now, the interesting thing that I read in the article, too, is apparently in South Korea, there is a nuclear power plant. In South Korea. South Korea. Yeah. And apparently data has uh, disappeared. The android from Star Trek? What does that have to do with No, no, this? no, no. Data as in terms of... <laughs> you guys asshole. couldn't see it, but I got really excited <laughs> when Chris made that right. Andy liked that. Yes. Uh, data has disappeared off the South... Cor- uh, what? What do you mean? Out of the South Korean nuclear plant? Yes. What do you mean? Like what data? I d- data on how the planet was, um, you running? know, wa- running and this and that. They don't know who did it, but uh, they didn't point to North Korea. But I, I thought that was interesting. That That's interesting. Data That's just news, disappears man. from a nuclear power plant. The the problem with nuclear power, it is probably the cleanest power that we have available to us, like to to be able to power a lot of stuff. But if you fuck up once, it's a thousand-year problem. You just let a sun explode on Earth. Like that's yeah. what nuclear power yeah. is essentially. Like, so Dan, that's what happened in fucking Fukushima. You think that shit's done? It's not done. Nope. There's pouring nuclear water into the ocean. Half life suck. Merry Christmas, everybody. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's dangerous. So, well, this was fun. This was part of the fun part. I yeah. feel like right. We're an hour in, uh, almost. Yeah. So back to Christmas. This is the Christmas episode. <laughs> hey. Okay. So hey, what are you gonna do? You know. Yeah. Okay. So is it time for me to make it Christmassy? Yes. Christmas okay. from here on out. In fact, let's. W- never mind. Yes, Christmas. What? Okay. What, 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 were you, <laughs> what were you gonna All say? Right. So I have a bunch of movies. Uh, oh right, I totally forgot Cat. about this. Okay, so here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we have about. 20, give or take 20 minutes because we got in the conversation coming in. Damien Lemon, uh, Ali Muhammad, and Vlad Kamanya, they're coming in at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so we got to get out of here in a little bit. It's 5.38 in real time right now on <laughs> I a do Tuesday. That. So, all right. So just to wrap up, you're going to do this thing, whatever, this movie yeah, thing you yeah, set up. Yeah, yeah, Christmas movie. And then Joey is going to read a passage from Fifty Shades of Grey. Ooh, now, yeah. do we have a song to end this episode, Andy? Yes. Do you, Would you like to reveal what that song is? Uh, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, something else I'm really excited about this weekend. I happened to be watching TV, which I, um, I just found this uh, this show that said Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers live from the Fillmore in 1999, and I watched it all the way through, and it was amazing. Okay, and so the song is from that. It's a it's actually a Bo Diddley cover, and they have him come out and play it oh, cool. with Tom Petty. Was that Palladia? Cool. Were you watching Palladia? Yes. That channel fucking rules. Yeah. It's yes, great. that's what it was on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was amazing. And um and then I watched another movie after that that was completely unrelated. But like that's very not like me to sit down and watch two right, movies right, right, in a row. Right, right. But anyway, we'll get into that later. So yeah, the song is called Hey Mona. It's a cover originally by Bo Diddley, but this is the version of him and Tom Petty doing it live at the Fillmore in San Francisco. Okay, fantastic. So we'll end the episode with that. All right, Joey, go ahead. Do what you okay. gotta do here, bud. So, I have a bunch of movies. You can say what you want about them. If you like them, if you don't like them, you never saw it. You did see it. Okay. Then after the entries, you can either add to it. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Okay, that's fine. And I want to pick the five must-see out of And these are Christmas movies. Christmas movies. How many? How big a list you got here? A few movies. A few. I, I, I didn't count them all. All right, good. You go. have four minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a Christmas Story. It's a Wonderful Life. National Lapoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2. Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2. Die Hard? Die Hard. Takes place on Christmas. They have a Christmas party. I don't think ho, it, ho, ho. Right, right. it okay. It has been widely regarded as a Christmas movie. Yeah. I will give you that. And, and, right. and we can argue if, if it makes the top five. Okay. Batman Returns. No. Yes. Batman Returns. There's a Christmas scene. 
But that's the not Christmas a Christmas tree. movie. It doesn't matter. Christmas is happening. So maybe it doesn't make There's it. There's a million movies that have Christmas <laughs> in them. Just Friends. Uh-huh. Iron Man 3. Just Friends. Refresh my memory. Ryan Reynolds? Yes, it is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that is a Christmas movie, right? Because doesn't he go home for Christmas? Yes, he does. Okay. But Can I tell you something about Just Friends, that fucking movie? Uh-huh. I uh, slept over at a lady's house at one point, and uh, the movie, we were watching that, I guess, before we went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, when I woke up in the morning, I was like up, and I couldn't really like fall asleep, but I didn't feel like getting out of bed, but it was on the DVD menu, and it just kept looping the yeah. same oh. scene over and over again. And I Which scene sleep. was it? Nothing. It was just the fucking whatever the DVD menu was. Over and over and over. I wanted to kill myself. There is nothing worse than the DVD menu screen on in the morning when you don't want to get out of bed. But so you bad. have to. At one you got to stop it. I, I probably let it go for about an hour and a half. And then I was like, all right, fine. Okay. Because the remote was nowhere near me. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Iron Man 3. Lethal Weapons. I mean. Lethal Weapons, yes. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll Edward give you Iron Man 3, too. It was a big Christmas present. Yes. Well, we're going to do the top to five. I'm I'm just naming Okay, I already movies. have my top five. So go ahead. You can't. There's so many more. Go I hear ahead. you. Okay. Gremlins. No. You, you don't remember Gremlins? I remember Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember Gremlins? Nightmare Before Christmas. How dare you? Uh, One yeah. of my favorites, Bad Santa. I feel Bad Santa should definitely be in the top five. All right. Yep. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now, the Jim Carrey version? I don't know. Which version do you want to throw up there? Animated version. Yeah. Aminated version. Okay. Goodbye, Jim Carrey. Say it again? Aminated. Yeah, Aminated. Yep. Yeah, Aminated. Rocky Four. Hell yeah. And do you know That's why? That's my number one. Do you know why? <laughs> do you know why? Why? The box match takes place on yeah, Christmas Yeah, no Day. shit. Yeah, bro. Okay. Black if, I could, if he could change <laughs> and I could change, <laughs> we all could change. Black Christmas. What's Black that? Christmas. It's a horror movie from 1974 in which everyone dies and takes place down Christmas. Okay. Okay. The Life of Brian. Yeah. Monty Python. That's yes. Monty Python. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Written by Doctor Dre. The Santa Claus. Tim the, Allen. Oh, anyone? fuck that one. That one's that out. one's out. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. I like Tim Allen. No. No. Yeah. He was a wild card one, which you I both said think. no. Yeah. I'm no. Out on that. Uh, he's out on that one. So there's a wild card one which you might like. Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, good one. I do like that. Believe it or not, every scene in the movie has a Christmas tree in it. Yes. That movie is good. It's a Kubrick movie, for those of you that don't know. And uh, it's good, but he died before the final cut was made. So Spielberg like stepped in and cut part of it and like had to do with the end production of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it probably could have been better if Kubrick obviously had lived because yeah. every fucking thing that guy touches is gold. But mm. uh, I, I still enjoyed Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Very erotic film. I enjoyed it. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh, Excuse me. Trading places. Scrooged. Can I tell you something? This list is too long. It is. No, we're going to cut it down to five. Yeah, but you should have cut it down to like 10 or 15. No, no. It gives us a selection. Number 77 on the list. (laughs) It gives us a good selection. At one point in Octopussy, James Bond (laughs) mentions Christmas. uh, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, no. Like how many more do you have? Five. You have five more, but how are we ever going to remember all the ones on the list? Elf, don't worry about it. Elf, okay. Charlie Brown Christmas. What? Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay, no, that one's out. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. No. The Polar Express. Didn't see it. Last but not least, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay. Do you remember Mickey's Christmas Carol? So what do you want us to do here? You want us to just name our top five? No, no, no. We collectively, us three, have to sit down and pick five movies. Eyes Wide Shut. That a Muslim. Iron Man 3. No. 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 Good. Joey, why don't you... Do you have have answers to this or no? Yeah, I'll give you a couple. All right, good. Okay. Um, 
This isn't in my wheelhouse, frankly. No, I know that, it's, but it's, 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 <laughs> sometimes you got to compromise. Okay, uh, I have a very uh, tight connection with the Polar Express as a book, not okay. as a movie. Because okay. we used to read it on Christmas Eve, so I can't put the movie in there, but I like the book. Okay. okay. It's a family memory thing. That's fine. Um, okay, so... Nice. Yeah, it was nice. Um, now that I'm saying that, Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I agree. Think that's on there. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, it's got everything you want on a Christmas. America versus Russia. Boxing. A drunk uncle. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is what you want. A robot or not that one? The robot's... Yes, I think the robot is in four because, yeah, he's helping him wash the car or whatever. Yeah, okay. And he loves Polly. <laughs> I don't remember if that's four or three. Look what Rocky bought with his money. <laughs> no, it's got to be four, right? Because Apollo goes over there to try to convince Rocky to fight and Drago. Dies. He says no. Apollo gets killed during the exhibition. It's just an exhibition. You understand? <laughs> and then they do have that look, and that's the eye of the tiger. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Home Alone has to be on there. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. Calkin. Wait, which Home Alone? Home Alone one or Home Alone the first two? One. The first okay, that's fine. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought I was just throwing in we, my couple. Uh, well, okay, so that's so that's Andy's couple. So you said Rocky Four. Okay. And Home Alone. And Home Alone. Joey, go ahead. Okay. I want to throw Bad Santa. All right. Yep. I'm going to throw Die Hard. You're going to throw Die Hard? I'm going to go with Eyes Wide Shut. Boom. We got our top five Christmas. <laughs> the top five Christmas <laughs> movies are not Christmas movies, really, but that's fine. No, the two I picked are. Yeah. All right. So good job, Joey. Yay. I don't know. That, that, that kind of, to me, if I had to call it, that flamed out. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it, it, it did at the end when you said that. Wow. Oh, you thought, that, what, you thought that flew high and now it's... <laughs> No, but I thought like <laughs> if we would <laughs> if we would have left it on the positive note, people would have been like, "Okay, I don't really understand what just happened, but it didn't take up too much time, and it was okay." Well, All right, I guess that's true. I'll well, be listen. honest with you; I'm just happy that a Christmas story wasn't in the top five. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, guys, that was my if, goal. You, if you enjoyed that segment, please get back to us <laughs> and let us know what percentage of those movies you watched uh, over the holiday season with your uh, your family and friends. I highly recommend watching Eyes Wide Shut with your family, your older your older relatives, everybody on Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, great scene. Uh, at one point, there's a de- there's a hooker that's collapsed by a pool table. Um, there's a bit of an orgy scene. You you didn't feel anything about Edward Scissorhands, really? No. Tim Butter, Not nothing. You didn't say Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, yes, did. I did. Did you? He, he did. It takes place on Christmas. Yeah, yeah and I mean, that's I the reason why it snows on Christmas. I gotta take a, a fucking Kubrick movie overall. Okay. Oh, well, you could have had more than one, but you just don't want to play along. That's fine. Clockwork Orange. Boom. It's not uh, a Christmas movie. I think it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was fine. Um, we have like a couple more minutes here. I just wanted to mention before we get to Joey reading fucking the excerpt, which I, which is going to take forever. Oh, look, probably. The only child's taking over the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> God damn what got him. Got, what do you got, Chris? What, 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 was, what were we talking about before we came out? I don't know. <laughs> you were about to steamroll the conversation again and come up with another topic. So let's do it. This hurts. Listen, I'm already sick. <laughs> this hurts me deep inside. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. I know you're, you're joking. This is a this is an interesting uh, thing. The court uh, has ruled that an orangutan that's been held in Argentina in Argentina uh, Zoo is a non-human person and can be freed. This 29-year-old uh, Sumatran orangutan named Sandra. Hey. 29 years old. Yeah, cute name. Wait, non-human as in not human or non-human person meaning it's not a person. It's not a human. Oh, okay. But it is a person because it's so cognitively aware that it's like torture for this thing to be living in the zoo and so, they're free. So you can call story. it an individual. Fuck yeah, I love yeah. it. 
Yeah, I guess you could say it's an individual shirt. It has a right. name. It probably right. It knows its name. Like you go, hey Sandra, it probably just it's self conscious. Yeah, what yeah, I'm it's probably self aware. Yeah. Self aware. Uh, I also would like to make a motion uh, for everybody. Uh, we should have non person humans that we can just lock up, like Dick Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's a he's a human, but he's not a person. He's not a, a fucking person. piece of yeah, shit. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that. Like yeah. Sociopaths so, and shit. Like yeah, they're non human people. Right. Let's uh, let's, yeah, let's make, make non person go humans. both ways. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That's a cool one. And the last thing I wanted to bring up is, uh, this hyperloop thing. Did you guys see this? No, no. Elon Musk, the guy that owns uh, Tesla motors has come up with this idea for a solar powered high speed future, like train that could take you from San Francisco to LA in like 30 minutes. That is so awesome. That sounds like that's going to be wildly dangerous. It could be wildly dangerous. It says 800 miles per hour, $70 billion to create. To create this thing. I feel like anything going 800 miles an hour on land is, is a not a good thing. Yeah. Look at it, though. It looks so cool. Is it done with magnets? I think that'd be cool as fuck. Could you imagine if you can get from New York to LA in like an hour? How much would it cost? What, $70 billion. Dollars. No, I mean to the ticket. You're just in like a little six-person pod, and it shoots you at 800 miles. Oh, is it? Okay, so it's on. What? It's just one pod? So it's not really like a train. It's like on a monorail track. Kind probably. of, yeah. And I think it would probably float, uh, honestly, like above it a little bit, like the way that they do it really high-speed rail in China where it's like it's not – it never touches the track. It's just like magnets. Like somehow it, it kind of like floats right above the track, but it keeps it on – course somehow i don't i'm not a, obviously i'm not a fucking scientist I don't know see one of the one of those has to come loose at some point yeah maybe i would hope not maybe no but magnets wouldn't why would magnets come loose but there's gotta that could I become could demagnetized some issue of like one of those things goes flying off at 800 miles an at hour. some point it's gonna happen it's, yeah. exactly but worth it look it's fucking worth it if we could get places so quick It'd be. I'd be willing to take the chance. Planes crash once in a while. We still use them. That's all the time. true. Think about that monorail. If those guys could have taken that up here from Baltimore instead oh, yeah. of faxing that fucking thing, yeah, it would have been no problem. They would have saved yeah. these cops' lives. Yeah. The uh, anyway. So yeah, if you go on, this was on Business Week. I saw it, but it's been in other places. It shows like a picture of the system. Basically, there would be like thirty, I think, um, like different stations mm-hmm. because over a thousand miles of track or something. They said it gets ridiculous the amount of money it costs. Yeah. So there'd be like different stations. So if you were in New York, you take it to Chicago, Chicago to blah blah blah, and there. But oh, it would, okay. Back to L.A., but it would take only a half an hour. Yeah, it would take like no time at all to do, which would be fucking amazing. That would kind of transport. Transform I would go to the Chicago world. for lunch, like all the time. It, right, but that's ex- exactly what you could do. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to run to Florida for an hour. I'll see you later. Yeah. And the other thing, yeah, you're asking how much would it cost? It wouldn't cost that much because it would be like a national thing. So mm-hmm. pe- it would be in the best interest of all the states to like make it cost cost effective. So you could go to other places and travel yeah. and and work even in a different state. Yeah, you know, shit like that. So that's pretty Dude, cool. A half an hour to be like San Francisco to Wait, L.A. I could l- like that's shorter than my commute from here to the city. Of course. Like, oh, for to get from like New Jersey, like we're from Connecticut, like your normal commute. It would to, take like twenty minutes. Yeah, there would be no problem at all. It'd be fucking incredible Look, by Watch the time out. this is even done we probably have teleportation it's 2029 teleportation's not gonna wh- that's happening is that what it said 2029 yeah yeah okay that's that is not that far from now it's almost 2015 it's in so, our lifetime yeah it's a couple of it's 14 years we'll all be middle-aged yeah well yeah me and joey already are no <laughs> but yeah no i mean that'd be fucking incredible <laughs> like well, if we had kids you know what i mean it's like they'd be able to use it and that'd be just really cool. I, I love shit like that. Like, that's what we need to start investing in. Is yeah. Infrastructure. Like, that. That. That's what we need, mister. Yes. Hyperloop. Yes. That's my, my Obama's getting better. 
I saw Jay Farrow last night. He does a much better uh, Obama. He was uh, much, much, yeah. much, much better. better. He did a pop in. Um, all right, guys. So look, we kept that a little bit lighter. I think that was fun. I yeah, hope. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't at all the Christmas episode. I hoped it. What to be. <laughs> I know. I'm just. Uh, I'm not good at what. What. What were you imagining? What did you want to do? Oh, like I thought we were gonna have like the log going on the. On oh, the, the Yule log. Here. Yeah, your tide show. The Yule log and like I don't know. I thought we could at least like throw some bells in the post production and I well that know. we could still do we haven't we haven't edited yet so yeah, that might be I know, a possibility maybe they're playing right now maybe they are if you listen closely you could hear them <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll right. fix it in post <laughs> we'll fix it in post um, that's a big expression in this room um, yes we, <laughs> we say that a lot so, we never edit anything out though we just add shit no that's we it. don't we just add fun things but anyway um so i guess we have like Eight minutes, maybe. Yeah, we should probably wrap up kind of soon. We probably should. Um, oh, one thing. Uh, Travis Pastrana's new movie, Action Figures, came out. The trailer for it came out today, and it looks amazing. I'm going to show it to Chris after this. Oh, okay. Like, they do. They filmed a lot of it at his house, and they set up, That's like. Cool. Yeah, like, for. Because he has, like, you know, BMX horse dirt bike jumps everywhere. And, like, the ramp they set up, one of the ramps itself is, like, 79 feet or wow. something like no. that. So, like, dude, they get shot, like, like you have to see it. To Why don't you. we save that for next week? Why don't we make that one of the things that we'll one do next week? One of the things we watch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. We'll watch it next and week. And I won't watch I'm, until then. Oh, really? Oh, you really want me to see it? Okay, you got to see it. Right, like, so it's we'll, like, uh, like <laughs> I can't wait. do it any justice. You guys should watch it too. Like it is out of control. Go check it out. Travis Pastrana action figures trailer. Just put it in YouTube or whatever. It'll come up. It is so crazy. Okay, but that's something we'll definitely plan on doing next week. Though. Okay, because next week I know I say it every week, but we will try to keep it. Li- I mean, assuming no cops get shot or anything, I think we'll probably just screw around kind of next week. It'll be yeah, fun maybe the years. world should take it easy. Yeah. And we won't have to do these heavy-hitting shows. That, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're trying to be good here. We're trying to keep it light. But look, the world keeps on spinning, Joey, and, and, and we got to talk about it. Yeah, That's true. Um, all right. So listen, get in touch with us on Twitter, at Mansamp, at A underscore Lozy. Uh, Joey is at Joey from Jersey. You can send us an email at mandatorysampson at gmail.com. You go on the soundcloud.com slash mandatorysampson. Subscribe to the podcast. So when it comes out every Thursday at midnight, you're going to get a little notification and it's going to be amazing. You guys can listen to it and you'll you'll learn some shit and you mm-hmm. can make comments and it'll be great. Go on iTunes, rate, subscribe, all that jazz. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. We're going to be back recording next Tuesday and the episode will come out Thursday uh, at midnight as always which is New Year's Eve yeah. New Year's Day Eve I believe right yeah um okay um what no go ahead no go ahead I, I didn't have anything else to say. oh I was just gonna say uh, Merry Christmas everybody we hope you had a really great holiday yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That let's add a little Christmas to our Christmas episode. We did, we're very we're trying. We had one segment, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I didn't think it went well. <laughs> um, all right, so Joey, why don't you take <clears throat> over here and please read the first installment uh, of Joey reads excerpts from Fifty Shades of Grey? Go for it, Joey. Excuse me. You are very responsive. He breathes. You're going to have to learn to control that, and it's going to be so much fun teaching you how. He kisses me again. My breathing is still ragged as I come down from my orgasm. His hand moves down my waist to my hips, and then he cups me intimately. (laughs) Jeez. His finger slips through the fine lace and slowly circles around me there. Please read like a person so they can hear it. He closes his eyes, and his breath hitches. Nope, his breathing hitches. His breathing hitches. You're so deliciously wet. God, I want you. 
He thrusts his finger inside me, and I cry out as he does it again and again. Finger bagging. He palms my clitoris, <laughs> and I cry out once more. He pushes inside me harder and harder still. I groan. Suddenly, he sits up and tugs my panties off and throws them on the floor, pulling off his boxer briefs. His erection springs free. Holy cow. <laughs> he reaches over his bedside table and grabs a full foil packet, and then he moves between my legs, spreading them further apart. He kneels up and pulls a condom on his considerable length. Oh, no. Well, it how? She's worried that that giant dick is not going to fit. Don't worry, he breathes, his eyes on mine. You expand, too. Oh. He leans down, his hands on either side of my head, so he's hovering over me. Hovering. He's not vacuuming over her. <laughs> <laughs> hovering over her. Shut up. Go ahead. <clears throat> Staring down into my eyes, his jaw clenched, eyes burning. It's only now that I register he's still wearing his shirt. You really wanted to do this? He asks slowly. Please, I beg. Pull your knees up. He orders softly, and I'm quick to obey. I'm going to fuck you now, Miss Steele. He mumbles. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You're doing a good job. <clears throat> As he positions the head of his erection at the entrance of my sex. That's another word for vagina, her sex. Hard, he whispers, and he slams into me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I heard the writing of it wasn't very good. That was really, really well read. Well, great job, you. Joey. Yeah, no, it's an extremely poorly written. Yeah, book, that's what know. I heard from everybody. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, oh. Joey, great job with that. Now, what page and chapter is that? Don't from? worry. I don't know. Oh, okay. I just I flipped through because if that's it. Because if that's holy on, I can't wait. Oh. Wow, I wish you just didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So anyway, let us know what you think about that. Uh, let Joey know if that uh, that really got you going. I, I mean, it got me going. Me and Andy are both chubbing here. That was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Well, my pants out of wax, so let's end the show. Okay, uh, <laughs> guys. Thanks for listening. We love doing the show. It's really fun for us, and we're going to continue doing it for as long as possible. And um, yeah, I hope you had a great Christmas, and I hope you have a great New Year's. And we'll talk to you guys uh, the. F- I guess, is that the first? Is Next it? Next Thursday? Well, yeah. Let me uh, see. Maybe. Yeah, we will talk to you, you guys. On the first. On in the, the f- new year. In the new year. We will talk to you on the very first day of the new year. That's right. So look forward to that. And uh, thanks for coming along on this crazy journey with us. We'll see you soon. Hey!